What is up, you guys? Welcome to the Life Like a Movie podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I appreciate you as always taking your time and energy to potentially grow and to learn from somebody else's story. That's a big reason why I started this podcast, in case you didn't know, is to meet all the incredible people that are out there in the world. And today we have a very special guest. We have Brandon McCollum. Now, he lives in Minneapolis, but he's coming on because he has a pretty cool story to share. And like most of us, he went through some hardship and some you know, some deep stuff. And so he, he actually opens up on this episode and he shares, you know, what happened and why it happened and how it affected him. And most importantly for me, how did he get over that? And how did he surpass that and, and push through it? And I think that's a, a very valuable thing to learn. So uh, in this episode, we're going to dive deep into his world, see how he got into the music industry, how he became who he is today. All right, let's dive right in. My background is actually... Uh all over the place when it comes to audio stuff. Uh, I started as a rapper and uh, started making beats early 2000s and then I uh, went to school for audio engineering and started a record label at the same time that I went to school. So um, it's just kind of kind of built from there and now my skill level is just insane. So I'm trying to level up and like oh, dude. different ways to create content. I'm actually starting a podcast, a podcast service company where I'm going to like record podcasts for other people and stuff like that. So this is a perfect way to kind of test out the the gear. So interesting. Yeah. You said a a podcast service that you you basically record people's podcasts for them, correct? Yeah. And make make sure the audience, will you be editing them as well? Yeah, exactly. Just make sure it sounds nice and like very professional. Dude, that's awesome. Wow. Wow. I love that idea, dude. Like I, I can think of so many people off the top of my head that are thinking of starting a podcast, but it's like, well, how do I start? What do I do? Is it going to sound, you know? So I think that right. that is a very wonderful idea. That's awesome, man. That's um, so um, I love that Eric uh, connected us. I haven't uh, known Eric, I don't think as long as you have, but um, I think he's a phenomenal guy. And anyone that he recommends uh, to me, I think very highly of. So I would like you to uh, to share with the audience a little bit about how you got to being a, an en- an audio engineer because it's not you know your everyday your everyday profession. Yeah, so um, like, like I I said before, I started as a rapper uh, in like early two thousands, just like writing rhymes and stuff like that. Started performing, started recording music and stuff like that, and I've just always had a interest in different facets of entertainment. So in the nineties, when I was a kid, I started like recording like sketch comedy with like my parents oh, camera and stuff like okay. that. And then I used to just bring around a tape recorder all the time. And that's kind of where my fascination with sound came. So when I started mm-hmm. rapping, I started going to the studio and stuff like that and um, watching buddies make beats. So then I picked up making beats after that. And like 10 years after high school uh, rolled by and I, I didn't go to college. I was kind of just like, working dead-end jobs but all I ever wanted to do was was be an audio engineer and like start a record label and uh stuff like that yes my, my girlfriend was like you need you need a degree of some sort and mm-hmm, she was mm-hmm. just like really kind of kind of pressure me to do that and I'm like well all I really want to do is you know go to IPR which is a institute of production and recording in Minneapolis and she's like then freaking go just make a decision <laughs> i'm like all right yeah i'll i'll do it so i went and set up a tour even though i, I toured the place like 10 different times um because I, I had a couple buddies that graduated from there i was just never ready because i was just kind of frankly i was i just kind of did nothing with my life in my 20s i just kind of oh yeah the way and uh so finally at 20 
I was 28, almost 29, I finally made the decision and toured the school. And like, so I had like two months before I went to start school. So I was like, I want to be all ready to go because I'm, I'm like, I have 10 years on a lot of these kids, I'm sure. Um, Cause you know, kids coming in straight out of high school, they were like all 18. I was yeah. you know, almost 29. And so right. I'm like, so I got experience. I got ideas. I'm going to come with, with business cards. I'm going to build a website and I'm going to have 50 beats ready to go for any rappers that, you know, want them. And yeah, yeah. so right when I got to school, I started talking about my idea to build nice entertainment. And of course all the kids were like, hell yeah, dude, that's super dope. And all of a sudden after like nine months, I actually have a crew of like 10, 12 people amazing, ready to go. And then, um, so like shit just kind of took off and I was going to school part time. And so I wasn't really, really focused on being an audio engineer. All of a sudden I felt like I was like, like, I need to be this CEO person. So I was like booking shows and um, promoting shows and okay. different things like that. But, I, you know, I was kind of I was still going to the studio a lot and uh, taking classes for audio engineering. But I didn't really start taking that seriously until probably like four years ago, uh, just because I was so busy with other stuff. Um but I mean, in that time, I, I managed to just gain a lot of skills and I was kind of got known around town for booking shows. And um, after just a bunch of different life stuff happened, then I really just sat down and got my chops up with the audio engineering stuff. And um, <clears throat> in the la- like recently, over the last few months, I decided to start this podcasting company um, just because I felt like it was a my girlfriend came up with the idea and then I had a friend of mine come up with the idea around the same time and really suggested it to me. And I was like, uh, so basically the company is the full service, uh, podcast where, uh, full production service really. And where I'll do, you know, recording, editing, consultations, yes, even yes. theme music and stuff like cool. that. So that's really been my focus for, for, really only the last month so that's kind of the direction that i'm heading but i'm still still running the record label still doing that stuff but i'm just kind of figuring out different avenues that i can take different different to kind of get my name out there and spread the mess and stuff like that very cool dude and and you've been in in atlanta for how long now i'm in minneapolis oh i thought you were in atlanta no minneapolis oh okay okay maybe i i misread something on your instagram um well, that's super interesting. Um, I, I wouldn't think of Minneapolis as like, I guess like any city in, in the US, any major city would be, you know, populated enough, have enough people that are interested in this style. But of course, you know, when you think of you know, rapping, DJing, any of that, you think Atlanta, right? Um, so what have you kind of found as far as what city to settle down in? Because I find as I've traveled around Canada and I've been in maybe eight, lived in like maybe six to eight cities in the last year. I find that each city has its own different vibe. It has its own different breed of people. So what have you found as like, uh, uh, what have you found that you like in the places that you've been and what have you not liked? Like what would you gravitate towards in a city? Well, I really like Minneapolis, um, but obviously like where are you? Are you in um, BC right now? BC right now. So I'm sure uh, the winters hit pretty hard there. Uh, No, they're quite nice actually. Oh, uh, you're you're right above like Seattle, right? Correct. Is that where that is? Correct. Yeah, yes. Yep. Yes. Um, 
yeah, so I'm sure it's it's warmer than here. Um, but the winters here are just brutal. So right. So with Minneapolis, um, it's a unique vibe because the summers are where everybody comes out of basically hibernation essentially. So <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a really lively city. Um, but then it kind of almost shuts down in the wintertime. Like, like it, you know, because people go indoors and people don't really go, um, you know, so it like for me, <clears throat> the wintertime is the time where I'm more creative, the time where I'm interesting indoors and stuff like I that. See. Um, I don't go out as much and stuff like that. And then the summertime is, is a time where I like to, you know, do a lot of shows and book shows and, you know, all that stuff. Um, Very cool. So, so, but I also, I'm originally from California. Um, oh, okay. So I, I was, I was born in California and I moved, my family moved to Minnesota when I was almost nine. So in 1994. Um, okay. And uh, so I've been up here now for like 26 years, but even though I was so young when I moved, it's still just a vibe when I go back, you know, it, it's, no it's, kidding. it's yeah, like, yeah. A, like a childhood nostalgic thing where um it's it's almost like it renews my soul every time I, I go back to visit i was just back cool. um three weeks ago and um so la is the only other place that i can ever really see me not la per se but like a little north of la um okay kind of where i'm from uh that's the only other place that i can see me moving if you know this ever cool. pops off I, I just i love the california vibe i mean yeah. la itself is kind of a shit show <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little hectic just because it's it's so overpopulated and um everybody is out there trying to make it you know it's just kind of the place where people go to like yeah you know, yeah for get sure big with music or get big with movies and stuff like that so everybody yes. out there is doing that essentially so you gotta gotcha. get out outside of la like a little bit to really it's a little like, bit more chill outside of la yeah I, I was just there last week actually my first time really getting to walk around la and yeah bro like, it's crazy like yeah. Every every five feet, there's a new salesman trying to sell you know trying to sell you something, or everyone's trying to make it, and it's it was actually kind of surprising. It was different than I had built up L.A. You know, in my mind, it sounds um, it sounds it always felt a lot different than it actually was to experience. And my brother thought the same thing, but um, the Cali vibes are definitely pretty chill, though. I will have to admit, we we went we went to you know Santa Monica, Venice. Uh, nice. Santa Monica's yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's too. pretty chill. Um, I want to go back to something you mentioned and dive into this so first of all what intrigues me the most about um somebody like yourself is the creativity that must go into the work that you do i'm just starting to open up my creativity whatever the hell that means and i I get very drawn to people who are doing music you know painters poets writers i i'm starting to catch an interest in this and i'm not too sure why so i would love to open up a little bit your creative process like what you do before you say get into um, some something like a flow state where you're really you're working you know the music's vibing and you're you're feeling you can actually create something that's that's that speaks to who you are so uh, I'm curious to know your creative process starting with like the beginning like how do you get yourself revved up for um, for say getting into your work mode it all depends really I mean it's it's different things that inspire me I mean it can either be listening to a song or like just just one word or something that just intrigues me um mm. or just a vibe or stuff like that so i'm i'm big on sound so um so my thing is i'm obsessed with collecting sounds so like uh if, if whether i record it myself or 
you know, it's a sample pack um, or whatever. I'm not sure if you're familiar with sample packs. Is um, it kind of like kind of like those hockey card packs? You know, like you get you don't know what you're gonna get, and then you you might get like a Sidney Crosby in the hockey card pack. You know what I mean? I mean, es- essentially, but for sound. I mean, so yeah, yeah, like yeah. so essentially, okay. like it, they're they're sound kits essentially. So they're um, okay. you know producers that make beats and stuff use them. You know, so you'll you'll download it. And, you know, it'll have different different drum sounds like kick drums, you know, snare drums, like whatever, like um, oh, okay. different different loops, you know, different like like musical things like it could be guitars or just anything that involve the song making process. Um, so I've I've just become obsessed with collecting like sound. It's interesting. And so I'll go when I'm bored, like at my day job, I work at a group home um, when I'm like there's a lot of downtime so i'll just sit there and and sort my sound library and organize it and stuff like that because it's just insane um and i'll hear just one little you know two second loop or something like that and that'll inspire me to to just get started working on something so right there at work you know i'll spend that whole hour you know working on something and then i'll possibly get a lyric idea from from a vibe you know like today actually right before uh, i was talking to you i was working on i just opened up an uh, a beat that I was working on, and it's. Do you remember the show Reading Rainbow? I don't know. Uh, I, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. You're you're probably like a '90s baby, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, back in the '80s, it, there was a children's show called Reading Rainbow. Uh, everybody in their 30s probably watched it when they were kids. But um, the theme song just has this like really like eerie vibe, in my opinion. So okay. I start I started sampling that. Like I just I just started with like the loop or whatever, and I got inspired to build the beat off of that and then today i opened it up because i made that i started that probably like a year ago and today i opened it up and got ideas i was just like oh damn because in it the ideas were based off of things that i've been watching lately like i just watched that mr rogers movie and stuff and so okay gotcha that inspired me like just the the goodness of his heart Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so i i just started oh it's beautiful okay kind of freestyling and like writing that so just my inspiration can kind of come from anywhere and it it generally uh, will go with like kind of the vibes I've been feeling lately and stuff like that. And so that's kind of okay, been, very cool. The, the vibe that I've feel, been feeling lately is just kind of like, um, just kindness and goodness and stuff like that. Yeah, so, like that's that. cool, man. I, I love that you said the word like with the vibe you've been feeling lately. I think our intuition is very powerful. And w- when you say vibe, for me that just resonates as like, what's your deep desire? What's your soul telling you? Uh, in this moment, that's how I, it resonated with me. I'm not yep. sure about anybody else, but um, I, so two questions that I that I can ask you from that. Um, one, uh, either with these sound packs or just in general, how important do you deem randomization to your creative process? For example, like, say someone's like super into like uh, hip hop, and they so they they just kind of focus on hip hop beats. They search up on Google. Let's just say I don't know how you guys do it, but. Um, like sick hip hop beats, or they go to the like the a sound website like hip hop, or they kind of just stay narrowed into one sort of field. But if you bought say like a sound pack that has a bunch of random shit that you have no idea what's in there, it actually might open up um, a different part of you that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise because it was randomized and you didn't yeah. and you weren't specifically searching for it. Yep. Yeah, I, I with my creative process. Uh, random and like spur of the moment stuff is kind of 100 percent what i do um oh. it's it's kind of it's kind of how i i build my my stuff to begin with i mean like so some people will build a song for instance they'll be like oh i want a song that sounds 
like this person or this person. That's never been the way that I create. You know, I just I just start with like a vibe or a feeling um, and, you know, a random thing, you know, kind of sometimes yeah. kick, kick that off. Um, like another beat, uh, like I'm really into just sound design in general because um, I have a degree in sound design and audio engineering. So um, go around field recorder sometimes like last summer I went on a bunch of walks and just started recording these random sounds that I heard. So I, I recorded some birds just randomly and uh, the birds kind of had this, um, they almost had this rhythm to it. And oh, yeah. so I, I built a, a beat off of that and I've been sitting on that for since last summer. And then today at work, I was just sitting and like going through, I was like, this beat is still needs something. And I went through my sample packs and I was like, this samples in the same key as this. I wonder if this is going to work. So I threw it in. It just worked perfectly. No so way. It's like random, so random cool. stuff like that. Wow. You know? yep. Yeah. That is so interesting. Um, that you heard a bird and you recorded it. So, so just so I can kind of synthesize this for myself and maybe anybody listening, uh, like, uh, me, me and one of my mentors, we came up with this term called wandering with intent. So you wander and you don't have a specific destination or what exactly you're going to do, like a certain thing you're going to do, but you have the intent, like you maybe had on your walks of like opening up your mind, maybe listening for sounds because that's what you're into. And then yep. you hear the birds and it was like instant. So like wandering right. with intent, that seems like a, a very worthwhile thing to do. Now, something I want to ask you that I've been giving a lot of thought lately is how we all learn best. And me personally, I found and probably mainly, probably you as well are, are audio learners. And maybe yep. that's why audio resonates with you more than the average Joe. Um, but I think that's so important because we spend our lives um, consuming information nonstop, especially nowadays. And I yep. think figuring out how we learn best, whether it's visual, kinesthetic or audio or um, visuospatial, whatever it is, how can we how can we figure out our process for gathering information and taking it? What's been your experience with that? Uh, like you said, I'm a very uh audio based visual based learner um okay visual too yeah visual too i mean especially with like tutorials and and at school when i was like in the studio you know it was very why i liked going to um school for audio engineering was there you know it was in the studio so i could it was hands-on learning you know i could hear it you know hear the audio but i could also visually see what the teacher was doing you know with you know with the boards and stuff understood like that. very cool and so that's you know youtube is a huge thing for me too you know it's just interesting like audio and and visual portion oh that's perfect for you yeah the different tutorials and stuff like that so um and it, i think it just goes along with it that's what i've always been interested in you know is like like movies and music you know like visual and audio so oh so and then the combination of the book the both of them can create something oh they're very cool I'm, I'm feeling that okay cool and i just so everybody knows in case they're curious if you search up on google like what how do i learn best there'll be a, a quiz you can take which i took and you can like figure that out get a little more self-aware um so a very important question i want to ask you is the importance of saying yes to everything like just saying yes like let's take this opportunity. Let's do this. Cause I, I've, I found that to be a good strategy at the same time though. How can we say no to the things that, cause there's, let's be honest, there's a million distractions, like For a sure. million, like a billion distractions. And so like, how do we say yes? Like, how do we say yes to the things that even just might bring out something new and powerful and inspirational and positive for us? And how do we say no to like something that like we just know deep down, like 
this is like a waste of time, dude. Like, for example, like the classic example, if you really got to like get something done, like uh, to use you for an example, I really got to get this beat out for a client tomorrow. I really got to message back these clients for my new podcast business. But, you know, my friend um, is asking me to go to the bar and like go drink. Like, how do you say no politely, I guess, or like a high quality no? Both yes and no. Yeah, I've actually, it's really interesting that you brought that up because I recently post, um, I've been doing these, uh, my company, Nice Entertainment, on our social media page, on our Instagram page. I've been posting these nice tips of the day that I've been thinking about. And one yes. of the biggest things I learned at the school that I went to, IPR, was actually one of the teachers stressed to us, say yes to everything. Interesting. Um, so, like, when it comes to business stuff, this, I mean, mainly pertains to when you're just starting out. I mean, so... As somebody like me, who's just starting uh, out with with stuff like that, um, it was important at the beginning to to just not be afraid and to just say yes to different opportunities. And that way, you can, I think, over time, if you do say yes to everything, you learn what you like and what you don't like, and you also mm. learn what is positive and negative. You know, when it comes to like somebody, somebody's intentions. And things like that oh these days i just kind of get a feel for people um I, I just have a way of like reading people and, and knowing if they're going to be you know full of shit or not or you know if gotcha. they're going to be um just kind of shady or you know just because uh, it's super important for me especially with my brand uh because nice entertainment is built on um morals and decency and um, courtesy and stuff like that so it it's super important that everybody that I work with um, and even associate with these days uh, shares that kind of mentality. Yeah, um, yeah. Cool. So I, I, I would say starting out, say yes to as much as possible. But then as you go along, say no to the things that are against your moral code, essentially. More, oh, I gotcha. Like, yeah. keep, keep true north at the front of everything. Right. Kind of like, um, yeah, I yeah, gotcha. Exactly. So, so, I mean... These days, I, you know, obviously, like the end game is is money. We want to make a living, but um, but I don't do anything unless I'm passionate about it. Really, um, understood. You know, if it's uh, when it comes to creative stuff, that is okay. Gotcha. So, so if I'm not, if I'm not feeling what somebody is trying to portray, if it go against goes against my morals, I just won't involve myself in it. Understood. That's very that's very cool, and I think that there's a, a grand lesson in that that we could all take from. I've been there where I went for the money before the passion, and right. it never turns out well. Like, no. <laughs> never, never turns out well. Um, yeah, that 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 is super cool. So I got I got a question. Like the last question I have for you actually is I I'd like to know like what you have. Uh, what's what's next for you? What do you what do you see? I, I know you, like so you have the podcast business. Um, and if that is what's next for you, as it as I have a feeling it may be, um, where can people find you? Where can people kind of get started with that? Are you ready to take on clients? Because I have a feeling that some people listening to this podcast might be thinking of starting their own. And if they do, I'd like to be able to point them in the right direction. So right now, um, I mean, basically, just Google Nice Entertainment. I'm pretty sure um, we're the top everything. Um, okay, cool. So when when you Google Nice Entertainment, you'll find all the stuff. Um, Nice guy ENT is the Instagram. Uh, just send me a message. Um, my personal Instagram is bmcc underscore nge. Um, 
And then NiceGuyCrew.com is also up as well. Um, and nice Guy Entertainment on Facebook. I mean, pretty much just anywhere. Just Google Nice Guy Entertainment and you can find us. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of at the point right now where I'm in a, I'm in a very interesting transitional phase in my life. If if uh, if I can go kind of personal, my backstory for the yeah, last couple yeah. of years. Um, so in June of 2018, my mom got diagnosed with lymphoma, and um, oh, my mom is my my best friend. Like my yeah. closest person has supported my dreams, has always believed in everything that I do all the time. So like it it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, and yeah. I was at a point where it, it was just it was just an interesting point in my professional life in general back then um because i was i was booking all of these shows and doing all of these things that i just i it's not that i wasn't liking the people that i was working with i just didn't feel like i was fully utilizing my creative passions so i got you so already okay. at the time i was um i had a month-long residency for an artist i was working with at the time and um so, and the, the turnouts were just not that great, uh, you know, and I was just kind of like just bumming about that. But then all of a sudden I found out my mom got cancer and it was like I would still go to these shows and do that stuff, but I could not focus on it. So after those shows, I was like, these are the last shows I'm going to do for a while because my mom needs my help. Yeah. Um, and so basically for the next, um, was that June? So like 10 months, um, I was helping my mom nonstop. I mean, I would go to work, but I would basically come home right after work and be there by her side um, yeah. con constantly. So that put a lot of my goals and my dreams on the back burner. Um, and so then towards the end of the year, I, I always wanted to go back to IPR where I graduated from. Because I graduated okay. in 2017. Um, and I always wanted to go back because I only had like 14 credits to get another degree. Um, oh. And but the funding <clears throat> just wasn't right at the time. And so I, at the end of uh, 2018, I was like not pursuing my passion and stuff like that. Helping my mom nonstop. And, you know, I was just I was depressed, frankly. Um, and I found out that. I could get the funding to go back to school. And my mom was actually like, yes, go back to school. And I'm like, but oh, I, you know, I need, I need to be by your side, you know? And, um, she's like, she's like, you know, we can figure this out. Just go back to school. It's only, it was only for six months. Um, so then I went back to school and it was like 2019 was the craziest year of my life. Cause oh, yeah. it was like, like, taking care of my mom and going back to school and then car accidents and car issues and then my mom uh had this life-saving treatment um this crazy treatment where april 1st she um or a month or two before that they actually extracted her cells um to be sent to california to like basically genetically modify her cells and then they were sent back and put back into her body. Then basically Absolutely. this treatment is called it's called the uh, CAR T. Um, it her those genetically modified cells of hers ate the cancer cells. No um, fucking way. So yeah, so she was she got um, in the hospital on April first. The the procedure like to put them back in was literally only fifteen minutes. It was no crazy. way. I was, I was like that's it. 
And so it was like, we, you know, we all sat around her and, you know, I have it on video and they put it back and it was just like 15 minutes. And then for the next 50 days, um, she was in the hospital. So it was like, I would go to school and then I would go visit her in the hospital almost every day. And so, you know, I was still doing, I was still doing the music stuff. Like I didn't give, give that up completely. Um, like for example, I think she had just gotten out of the hospital. We did a, a, a show in late May, which was actually one of the biggest shows we had in years. Um, it was awesome. huge. Like, like everybody was there and it was super dope. Um, but then at the end of the night, I get out to my car and my backpack is stolen with my laptop and oh my God. all of my gear, like uh, my laptop, my iPad that I had given my girlfriend because I was borrowing back from her at the time. Um, and my, my field recorder, my hard drive that had like six months of work. Uh, luckily I had my other stuff backed up, but like just insane. So then like over the next like three days after that, um, my girlfriend helped me raise $3,500 in like three days to replace my stuff. It was wow. insane. Insane. <laughs> like, you, can't, fantastic you can't make this stuff up. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. So then after that, I was like, I was like, okay, this is dope. But I literally only had like, I can't remember the timeline. It was, I think it was like three more weeks before I graduated from school again. Um, so okay. this, like my backpack was stolen with like all my notes and stuff like that. And it was like one of the hardest classes I'd taken in like the, you know, four years I had gone to IPR and I didn't have any of my notes and it was just a shit Jesus. show. It was, it was, it was crazy. Oh my God. So, so then frantically trying to graduate and I get to graduation and I see this little tassel. And I, I didn't know what it was, but I graduated with honors, dude. Like it no was way. insane. Congrats, bro. Insane. It's fucking amazing. Thanks man. Yeah. So it was crazy. Mm. But then, then I graduated. So after that, I, um, I went to, I had this, this really cool gig where I, I helped actually teach podcast and sound recording to, uh, some high school kids for like okay. a month. Okay. Um, so it was a super, super dope thing. And I, I got paid pretty well and it was, it was just really just great, you know, and it, it kind of yes. up my skills even more. And so then I, I guess backtrack a little bit towards the end of my IPR, um, my time at IPR, I get a phone call and I'm in a class and my mom called and I knew she had an appointment, but she's like, you'll never believe this. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, she's calling me in the middle of class. So I like walked out. I'm scared. And she's like, the cancer has gone. No way. And yeah. So, um, so that the treatment completely worked. Yeah. And so yeah. cancer, her cancer was gone. And then, um, so, okay. So then fast forward again, I graduated, I did this um, podcast teaching class and then me and my girlfriend went on a vacation to Colorado, which was just super dope. It was just great trip. And I get back and I'm just like, I'm back. Like, I'm going to do this shit. Like, yeah, um, yeah. All of, you know, just killing stuff. And for like a month it was, I was like setting up like different things left and right and just killing it. And then August 18th, I remember the exact and it was it was crazy like literally every week for like six weeks i would go back to the doctor like i would not was not getting better four months i was sick four months like, so what from, was it it was crazy they they never really found out so i my they it, there's, there's different things so at first 
after like four or five appointments, the uh, the doctor was like, I think you might have fibromyalgia, which is like a you know like a joint, but oh. uh, basically like a like for the rest of your life um, condition type. And I'm like, well, that's that's not great, but at least I have an answer. Um, so that's what I was like thinking it might have been, but I'm like doesn't really explain what's going on with my stomach. And then it, I went to the stomach doctor and they were like, it's an intestinal thing or something like that. And so then dude, it was weird. I, uh, it just kind of like went away around Christmas time. Did you, it, question. Uh, when it, when it went away, did you change your diet at all? A little bit. So what, what it could have been, what they, the, the stomach doctor thought it would was, was, um, this thing called, SIBO, which not to be too gross, it's a, it's a um, small intestine bacterial overgrowth. Okay. And so the more I read about it, I was like, the, there's different things. Cause so basically, it's like this in, this bacteria overgrowth in the wrong area. So like you have bacteria in your stomach at all times, um, and like all kinds of bacteria. But if it's in a different part of your intestine, it can just wreak havoc in your body. Understood. So. So what I was reading about it, I, like I got really into drinking kombucha. Um, yeah, yeah, I know, I know the drink. I just love kombucha, and so I was drinking it like literally every day. And what I read about this SIBO was, um, if you drink kombucha, it basically adds fuel to the fire. If you have that, if you have SIBO, so it basically like like adds bacteria to the already flooded bacteria. So okay. I I didn't experiment, and I I stopped drinking it on like a Sunday. And by like Wednesday, I started feeling better. It was crazy. Wait, you stopped drink? You stopped drinking kombucha? Yeah, I stopped. Oh, in, in, in your whole life, you've been drinking kombucha. Not my whole life, but like literally since I became good... sick because it, it's supposed to help your stomach, you know. So oh, it's and to like... oh, and when you stopped drinking that, interesting. So you started drinking kombucha. I... That's so yes. weird. Yeah. So, yeah. but I was doing a bunch of other things to help out too. Like I completely changed my diet. Um in i think like early october i i tried an elimination diet where i was basically mm. only eating whole foods i was only eating like uh vegetables meat and um and just like fruits um yeah, so yeah. basically just, just like normal whole foods like that and, and how, then, how did that make your stomach react uh i mean it it definitely helped but it wasn't completely getting getting rid of like what i was going through and okay. so then i started going to a chiropractor as well um and that started actually really helping too um, and just different mental things like, cause I've always suffered from anxiety and depression and stuff like that. So different things to try to help that and manage that. And I started exercising again. And so it might've been a combination of everything, but it's weird that as soon as I stopped drinking kombucha, then things slowly started to get better. And like lately the mm. last like couple months, literally like 2020, I've just felt physically the best that I felt in years. Dude, that's like, awesome. Yeah. That's it's crazy, awesome. man crazy so i'm hoping that from here on out you know things are just better um but yeah so i guess to get back to your original question your original question was like where do i go from here um yeah. so essentially i'm figuring that out because i kind of like 2019 kind of took a bulldozer to my life essentially no kidding um, dude <laughs> so in, in like in like every way like financially personally um mentally like it just yeah totally it just destroyed my life last year yeah so, yeah it's so a lot of I'm suffering kind of, man yeah Yep. So I'm kind of putting the pieces back together right now and just kind of figuring out like, okay, what, what do I have? Um, you know, what, what can I use right now to, to better my future and to, you know, 
keep going forward and stuff like that. And um, I was really stressed out about it for a long time, but lately I've been just kind of taking it day by day. Um, that's cool, man. And just kind of like, like every day doing something that's going to be productive and build on it. And I'm trying to get, so like, I'm not giving up on my record label. So I still have artists that I represent and stuff like that. Like my artist, 2JD, um, a producer named Benjamin K, uh, another rapper by the name of Free Drugs and, and different ways to get our, each other's music out there. So Cool. Uh, like last week I met up with uh, my buddy Ben who makes beats as well and we just started video- filming video content and just um, I filmed him just ma- making a beat from scratch and then we did a, a collaboration where like I sat down and started making a beat and then he finished it essentially so Very we're cool. going to try to get together like every week or two and just kind of film content like I got together with, an, with a singer and her and I are going to make an album together um, and she's going to sing to my beats and stuff like that. So I, I, I asked her, I'm like, before this, can I film the whole thing? Um, and she's like, yeah, that's fine. So I filmed this whole meeting. So now like I have like, like last, last week I have two hours of content now that I can use for a little, little videos for Instagram or YouTube yeah, or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to really try to like, I'm going to try to push my podcasting company. But when it comes to my record label, I'm going to just kind of just put out content nonstop as much as dude, I can. I love that, dude. Uh, there's, yeah. there's two things that I, that I took from that. Two very powerful things, actually. Um, the first is, I, I actually heard a quote today. It was by a 13th century poet, uh, Rumi. The wound, is, the wound is the place where the light enters you. So basically, like, all the suffering that you went through, um, often, like, like, every great philosopher, poet, writer, they all have some sort of affinity with suffering and how it's, um, secretly a good thing for us. Now I'm not trying to downplay into the suffering you had, of course. Right. No, that I, sounds I like ridiculous. It. But um, I thought you just might like to hear that quote, just in case. Um, and then the second thing, if you're okay, if you're okay with me bringing up your your mom again, um, my question is: I know a lot of a lot of us, including myself, have been through changes where we realize in an instant that literally, like, nothing really matters. Like. of things don't actually matter. There's so few things that matter. And I was wondering if, and for me, that this was, I I lived with monks for two weeks and that that's where I realized that that was my big change internally. And I'm wondering if you had that experience when, you know, your, your mom had gotten cancer. When you first found that out, did you just like have a realization that like, man, like what is life all about? Like nothing really matters. Did you have that kind of experience? Oh, a hundred percent, man. Yeah. I mean, like, like I knew like the second, the second I found out, I can remember the second I found out, I'm like instantly realized I'm like, nothing is going to be the same after this. And I'm mm. like, and I immediately was like, and, and once I got really got into like helping her and stuff like that, I'm like, nothing, nothing that I cared about before matters. Like, like it, it drove me nuts that like, I couldn't, I, cause I was so used to from like, 2014 to that point i was so used to being go 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 right right work on my dreams like hustle like um try to build this empire you know try to you know learn as much as i can and try to get successful and stuff like that and at 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 that point i'm like i don't care what happens i just want my mom to be okay no kidding yeah my family to be okay and yeah so yeah so i mean so this year has really been a balance like it's really about finding balance for me now um so like like still 
chasing my dreams, but at the same time, staying more grounded and knowing what's that my mental health and my family's oh, health is more important than than any of of that stuff. So um, before, like every day now, I'm like, and I think it's gonna be for the rest of my life. Like I'm I'm stretching. I'm trying to do like at least one sort of exercise. Um, even if I can't make to make it to the gym, you know, um, I'm eating, like I'm having, drinking smoothies every day and, um, stuff like that, you know, and just like really just kind of like reassuring myself that like, like I'm good, you know, and like, like things. Oh, like, cool. Just stuff like that, you know, and I, I had a big, I have a big thing with, which I'm, I'm finally realizing, but like anytime my my life takes like a hit like that for some reason i i internalize it and i beat myself up like even though like nothing is my fault like i i for whatever reason i am not as like confident as i you know can be or you know stuff like that like i i I I internalize things and it just like it just eats at like my whole mental state and sure. so i'm really yeah. just kind of just staying on top of my mental state and just knowing that like nothing like everything is temporary and nothing is permanent you know if that makes uh, any sense oh interesting like, i love that like, paradox yeah keep going yeah. any like something comes up now like, like a bad thought cruises in my head or like like my anxiety flares up or something i'll stop and say to myself like this is temporary this is you know I'm not going to feel like this forever. Like, uh, or like if I'm going through a rough patch, um, which, you know, has still happened, you know, every, every couple of weeks, I'll go through like a week period where I'm just like not feeling things. I'm, I'm, I know that like next week might be different next week might be, yeah, different. I got to yeah. keep going, you know, trying, I got to keep pushing through this. So it's just, it's just mm. kind of given me a whole different perspective and like ways of handling things and ways of like looking at things yeah no that's a very cool philosophy that's a very cool philosophy no and just just to make sure i got it got it correctly nothing is or everything is temporary nothing is permanent right exactly and and i love that and that stands for good things too i mean so so it's like it's like it's at the same time it's like i used to get so stoked about something that was happening or like a good thing or whatever and then when something went wrong, it would send me in this like depression, you know? And yeah, dude, like that. for so sure. It's like, it's like, you know, knowing to enjoy the moment, but knowing that that moment's going to pass, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, and also the other way, like I said, like when you're depressed, you know, like acknowledging that you're depressed, but you're not going to be like that forever, you know? And yeah, as long totally. As, as long as you keep trying and as long as you, you know, because I, I'm not going to lie, like I, I, I would, I don't think I would ever attempt suicide, but I had a lot of, a lot more, I'd be better off dead thoughts, you know. In the I, last understand. Couple of years. I understand. I understand. Damn, dude. And that's I've had shit. So it's just a matter of like, but knowing that like, like I'm like, no, you know, I've, I know I've touched so many people's lives. I know, I know what I've done significantly in people's lives in a positive way that it's like, and I know how many people would be hurt if, you know, if, so I think about that sort of thing, like, like, anytime i'm depressed or like i have those thoughts of like 
hopelessness. I'm like, I'm like, I've done so much good in my life. Like I've done so much for people and like, um, and not, and you know, not, not in a tooting my own horn way, but to like get myself through that, you know, there's meaning in your life basically. Right. You have a reason to be here. Exactly. And I, and I, that's what keeps me going is knowing that, you know, I, I have touched people's lives and I, I've, my whole company, Nasca Entertainment, is based on helping people. You know, it's based yeah, on yeah. helping artists and you know people like yourself. Even like, you know, helping promote people like you. You know, p- people that are doing good things and people that are you know doing positive things. People that are like, you know, just good people who have a creative side to them. That's that's my passion and like mm, that's that's what beautiful. I've been into interested in helping and even with my podcasting stuff. You know, I want to help people's creative dreams come to life and yeah. You know, that I produce I want you know to help them succeed whether it be recording them or you know making beats for them or putting them on a show it's it's all about just giving good people a shot essentially I love that dude that's so so beautiful man that's so beautiful it's just so raw and real and genuine I think that that's just so so amazing man like it's it's refreshing is what it is like it's there's just I found like there can be a lot of bullshit in the world, and like for me, it's yeah. very nice to to hear something so refreshing like that. So I appreciate you. That's awesome. Thanks. And um, yeah, man. I really and like uh, what you're doing with this too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm super pumped about it, man. Uh, so like yeah. a, a thousand people in two ye- like a couple of years. That's what you're. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it'll end up being. I don't actually have a time limit on it because that, that's I don't really I don't like I've been kind of not putting time limits on things lately, and I've been yeah, like that's, cool. that's the best but, way. Um, to yeah, because I'm not rushing anything creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, but yeah, yeah, a thousand podcasts. Probably, I'm thinking it'll take like two years. But um, yeah, I'm super pumped about pumped about what I'm doing here. Cause I do I get to get to meet cool people and um, like everyone's got a cool story to share, man. Like I never would have guessed um the depth of what you just said. I never would have expected that from you during this podcast. And it's it's honestly already like I've already started to think of new thoughts. I've already had new questions to ask just because you've opened my mind today. So I think it's like super cool for that reason. And then also the selfless reason of this podcast is so I get to share your story with other people because I can guarantee there's somebody listening to this podcast that has depression or anxiety and you just like touch them a little bit or gave them like one extra ounce of hope for the next hour. You know what I mean? I think that that's really important to look at the micro. Um, And one thing, one very good, very, very, very important point that you mentioned that I actually learned living with the monks to bring that up again is attaching ourselves to anything material. So anything non-permanent anything ephemeral is uh is very very dangerous game to play because what happens when that material thing is taken away what happens to you if you're if you're relying if you're putting your self-esteem if you're attaching your self-esteem to that then when that thing gets destroyed like all material things do every single thing including me and you uh or our bodies um then like what happens to your self-esteem so it's a very dangerous game to play and i'm really glad that you brought that brought that to our attention because i think i could always use a reminder of that to be honest exactly yes yeah Uh, yeah anyways man those are all the questions i have for today uh one more time just in case everyone forgot uh where where can they find you online i I searched Uh, i searched up your website by the way it looks dope oh thanks man yeah that's gonna be redone at some point uh because there's so much more to add to that um so it's yeah it's nice guy entertainment uh just type that into google uh niceguycrew.com um, is the website right now, and then uh, Instagram, nice guy, um, 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 
and then yeah just we're on facebook soundcloud uh, even you can search it into any uh streaming service i got a song under nice guy entertainment um it's called Be Free. So if you search that in any streaming, like Spotify or anything, look up Nice Guy Be Free. Um, that's the song we put out last year. It's, I think it's, it's super dope and it actually pertains to a lot of what we've been talking about as well. Um, so yeah, man, um, just trying to spread positivity and spread some love. And I really appreciate what you're doing, man. I can't wait to, to see what you accomplished with all this. And um, how many people have you interviewed? You are number 11. Nice. Yeah. What's up? So I got 989 to go. You're 1% down. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that yesterday when I did yep. the 10th. I was like, sick, I'm 1% there. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I'm pumped up for this, man. But I, and I, again, I appreciate your time. Um, really means a lot. And I think you had a lot of value on this podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate and thank you. For, and thank you for your vulnerability. That's um, oh, That was yeah. awesome. I really appreciate you opening up. That's all up. about, man, making that human connection and you know, spreading love and spreading positivity, man.